language I've been given. Like, Am I live? Of course I'm live. I hope I'm live. People deluded, I'm back again. Thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time. Again, one love to the Twitch gang, one love to the early birds. Good morning, where those of you like myself in the United Kingdom are concerned. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and of course, good night in some cases. One love to the Twitch gang. Make sure you're following and subscribing. First things first, I hope everyone's doing fit and healthy. Hope everyone's got their health and, you know, I hope your health stays where it is or gets even better better hope everyone's having a progressive week obviously we're at the midway point so whatever goals hopes dreams ambitions aspirations any hardship you're trying to overcome hope you can get over the line now obviously i'm going to be live at 11 30 on youtube people shameless plug but you know the grind doesn't stop again i think i've uploaded technically the real upload where if you're on twitch you would have seen it already with mo i think how much pieces of content have i got today again i always forget i should check the schedule definitely live at 11 30 7 30 we're watching atletico versus man united on youtube and i'm sure i'm playing football manager today at some point there's a poll up b talk to them i love to see that man take initiative make sure you're taking part in the vote in the poll if for nothing more Wake your asses up, really and truly. So, yeah, in terms of content, after this, we'll be talking about Jao Felix and Rafina and all these guys. There's the link later today. Shout out to the one person excluding me who hit the like button. Again, Atletico Madrid business. And I'm sure at 4.30, I'm playing Football Manager on, on Twitch. It'll be Obviously, we'll have to play it for a significantly less time than we would because we're, we're kind of pressed. But it is what it is. Have I got all of my... Articles I'd like to speak about, yeah, yeah. One sec, let me type in your name, Mr. Roman Abramovich, because it's pretty interesting. And on with your thing, really, it's getting brazy, man. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting ugly where society's concerned, people. I'm sure you've all seen, you know, what's going on with Russia and Ukraine, and that has knock-on effects, like you've seen Zinchenko of Manchester City speak about how they will not give up. You're seeing the threat of Russia not having Champions League football, so it's a brazy one. Obviously, that's where the Champions League's concerned. We might as well start with that. Let me make sure the timestamps are doing all right. Again, where the Champions League's concerned, Chelsea took care of business. If I was Chelsea, I'd be upset that it probably didn't score more, put slightly more daylight between the two sides. I would say for Lille, considering how it could have been, the way Chelsea were going back to front from the start, I feel they could have killed the game off and scored a lot more goals. And I think Chelsea kind of shown that they're not killers. And if they are going to catch Manchester City and Liverpool, you know, they do it in the league as well. They're a very good technical side. They've got quality, but they don't kill teams. You know, that's the the level they aspire to be, especially, well, no one can tell Chelsea anything. They've won the Champions League, but you've got to be able to kill sides really and truly. And I think that's the only thing I didn't see from Chelsea. Other than that, they played good football. Like Hakim Ziyech is finding his feet, you know, a bit like Jaden Sandro over there at Man United. He's Ziyech seems to be finding his feet. You know, there was no Lukaku and naturally there's going to be, there's still elements of frustration, frustratingness and frustration. Obviously, Havertz, it frustrates across many aspects. He definitely could have had a hat-trick, but he's not a striker. Yeah, end of the day, he scored. The link-up play was there and it was justified to drop Lukaku. Obviously, in terms of his Lukaku finished at Chelsea, I, I said it in the summer, the beginnings in the end, it won't last long at Chelsea. If he scores goals, it's not a problem. And the, the logic behind, once again, them signing him for Chelsea made sense. They've got a lot of people that will cook a meal, no one that will eat. Lukaku will eat in a sense of he's a finisher and he's not really these modern day strikers. The rest of the team around Chelsea, they're all pretty, they all wanna, they're all cute with the ball. It made sense. And Lukaku waffled about, you know, he talked a good game, over-promised, under-delivered. His best performances have been off the field, really. Shout out to his goal against Villa. Shout out to him for doing a madness against Pablo Marie, I guess. But he's not scoring. When he's not scoring, he's not. Lukaku offers very little, you know. You have to wonder how much did Latoura Martinez mask him playing in the two, really and truly, you know. Look, it's just not going to work. You could see there's there's a lack of quality strikers. The very fact that Chelsea, considering the fact that they know what Lukaku's all about and definitely do, were able to spend 90 million or willing to spend 90 million probably shows the recklessness, but probably shows the market and probably highlights how desperate they were. But yeah, man, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of strikers, you know, Firmino and Lacazette probably will not score goals. They probably cook a bit more in Chelsea, but they probably look better fits for Chelsea than, than Lukaku. I'm just trying to highlight, I'm actually not saying they should buy him. Well, it'll be good for, it'll be good for Lacazette, but 
yeah, for Lukaku, it just doesn't work. And for me, it's like he's got no self-awareness. Now, he played no part yesterday, but he, he plays the blame game. He kills moves. You know, if you're not scoring, there's a problem. Again, if you're scoring goals, I'm sure the team would put up with it. If you're not scoring, then Lukaku is a hindrance and, and really a problem. You know, as I said, his best performances have come off the field and... You know, I did say in the summer that Chelsea will look for another striker because it's not going to work. Now, I don't want to say Lukaku's done because, God forbid, all it takes is certain injuries at Chelsea, him to go on a purple patch and the narrative changes. And you've got to remember, there's a lot of football to be played for a team like mine where we're just competing in the Premier League. There's a lot of football for Chelsea. They've got a final on Sunday where you could make yourself a hero. They're still in the Champions League. You know, they're still in the FA Cup. They're still trying to do what they're doing in the league. So narratives are very important. You've got to be careful of probably saying Lukaku is finished. And obviously... I look at the parallels between my club and obviously and, and Chelsea. I think one thing as to ride Tuchel, I think if Tuchel had his way, he tried to move him on in January or tried to just rub him out. But he's got to play the game. He knows that fundamentally I've got goals that I need to accomplish. And if I don't, then there's question marks. And Lukaku might be able to help me with that. That's why you've got to be a very smart as a manager to alienate a player, but not quite close the door. And I think Tuchel's handled it well, really, if I'm honest with you. If, if I'm completely honest with you, I think he's protected him when he's needed to protect him. I mean, you can't deny the undeniable when you're having seven touches. You just have to be honest, a man with shit. And just based on form, you weren't levels, you should get dropped. So when you get brought back into the team, make sure you do a thing. It's as simple as that, really, where, where Lukaku's concerned. Let me know your opinions on Lukaku. Take part in the polls and whatnot. In relation to the Champions League, just on the topic of Chelsea against Leo, you know, Renato Sanchez. I probably wouldn't buy him for Arsenal. I know the headline of the this video, I'm gassing it a bit. I probably wouldn't buy him because the injuries are a bit mad. You look at his injury record, you know, I'm I'm not a physio and all these things. I don't like to be the guy, but it doesn't matter how good you are. If you're never fit, if you're never ready, Arsenal, I aspire to be a team where we're competing in multiple comps. So the games are coming thick and fast. So that's one reason I would leave it. The price tag, they want around 30, 25 to 40 million euros. You know, he's of the right age. He does his thing. I like Renato. You saw yesterday, he probably needs to join a bigger club. With respect to Leo, he looked on a different level than his teammates, you you know, he was playing, you know, the end product weren't the best, but he was making things happen. He was dominating in midfield. He was progressing the ball forward. He showed some good dribbles, created a couple of dangerous chances. He's one of the only players you really saw from Leo. You know, you did see Bamba frustrate. Um, so I probably would remove for Renato Sanchez if I could. In relation to Jonathan David, I mean, it's what we knew about him. You know, again, I've seen him play well against PSG, but you was never going to excel like that against Chelsea. You're going against a back three. I think he's shown, I think one thing I like about Jonathan David is he shields the ball well. He drops into midfield, wins a couple of fouls, wins a couple of headers and his link-up play is, is good. He's not afraid to take a chance when it comes, but, you know, his general play has improved a lot over the 18 months, but you're still waiting. I'm on bringing Jonathan David to the club. I'm not too sure if he would be my main striker, like I'm relying on you to score goals. I still think he needs to, he needs to develop and things like that. I still think... Maybe Arsenal will be the perfect club, but I think, you know, considering he's, you know, his agent has talked up joining one of the big boys in La Liga, PSG, I think you need an intermediate step before you're ready for that. I don't think you're ready for them sort of clubs. I don't think right now you're showing the consistency or the ability, but I like his general play. I think he would be a good asset in Arsenal squad. I think he's someone that I would like you know, when you see 40 million or so euros, I think that's a decent price to move for him. But I would still, for me, want another striker, someone that I could probably bet my house on can get me those 20 league goals and things like that. Because I feel as much as I like Arsenal's young squad and things, I think that's one thing we're lacking. You know, Smith Rowe is learning to score goals. He's not necessarily a goal scorer. I hope to be in a, in a, in a world where I can say, OK, Joe Bloggs up front, he's going to get me 20 league plus. These wingers are going to make up the numbers. These midfielders are going to do such. With these defenders, I can target X amount of clean sheet. If this happens, he can come in. Because I think Arsenal, have a, we, in my opinion, we've got a first choice number nine, first choice nine players missing a number nine, ironically, and a midfield. Then it becomes a case of depth where, for me, priority would be centre mid and up front. If I could, I'd say two strikers, one top guy, one that can be used in the squad and grow. The same logic with number eight, back up, right back. I can't lie, I'd be open to a. Uh, 
another winger. Are they really rare? That's the problem with the game, though. They're rare, they're rare and they're, they're very rare. That's why people are going for these mad prices. But that's what Arsenal need. They're rare, but we need to go and do it, really. You look at when we found the Bamian, what he did, Um, you know, again, it's not a 20-league goal man, but you look at Giroud. When Giroud found his shooting boots, he helped Chelsea get Europe. You know, goals can make the difference whether you're staying in the league, whether you're getting promoted, whether you're winning it. And again, it's the age-old thing about what strikers are doing when they don't score. In Lukaku's case, if he's scoring, you can kind of grit your tea and it is what it is. If he's not scoring, then he's shit. Pardon my French. Lacazette is not really the best of strikers. You know, we overcompensate at Arsenal with all the other aspects. But fundamentally, you need a striker to score goals. I mean, when you look through the statistics, are they really rare? And then again, you've got two chances. You either bring in a winger to make up the goals or you get a striker. And I would like a striker, man. You know, just a striker I could believe in. 20 is the minimum. If any, no matter how rare it is, if we're not bringing a striker that can get us 20 league goals minimum or we're not eyeing that, then it's a myth. You know, it really is a myth. You can't do anything serious, you know. You can't. The last one was Aubameyang, so it's a bit of a myth. Sanchez looked strong yesterday, but he's too fragile. That's the thing. I'm not one that harps on about injuries and that, but when you look at, you just got typing his name on transfer, Mark, it don't look good. In fact, you know, we might as well just do that very quickly. And obviously at Arsenal, boy, with our record with injuries, boy, you know, part A, you look at his Atletico Madrid record, barely could got injured. Boy, someone you want to wrap in cotton wool at this club, they can be scouted, man. They can be 100% scouted. But we know the Premier League, I would say they don't really have to do the scouting thing because they're doing masses. But when you look at Renard, Osimhen's what the one really for me that I would like if we could. But um, when you look at his injury record, okay, I'm not going to focus on 2017, 18, 19. 20, let's just irrelevant these in it, give him a, a blight. But then when you look at the last two years, brother, to be fair, sometimes we've got to remember when you get injured, sometimes you can get one big injury and then get when you're doing your rehab, you pick up little knocks. Sometimes it can be recurring injuries. That's what I'll be fair to him. I don't know if it's just bare different injuries going on, but... Boy, it looks crazy, you know, in the, la in the last in the last two years. How many, forget the days thing, people, because don't really want to we'll get too complicated my maths is poor but look at the, the days you look at the games you've missed now across a season where that's a 38 game calendar whatever in the fa cup whatever in the league cup by god's grace if arsenal are in europe in some capacity i don't know what games you're not going to be fit for you know again you look at the last two seasons he's missed a hell of a lot of football really you know it seems like these are recurring injuries what that's 10 that's 11 that's 12 that's 13 you know, then you're getting into 80, you get, you're getting past 20 games or so, literally. That's 20-odd games in the last two years. That's bordering on a season, really. I mean, he was on loan at Swansea. I'm not going to... I think with Renato Sanchez, too much. It's a bit like Martial. And, and I think one thing, these highlight how, in my opinion, potential is dangerous. No one wants to miss out on... Look at, look at Vinicius Jr. Only now in the last couple of months, 18 months, is he really showing levels to the point where even Benzema didn't believe in him. I feel in today's day and age, this potential word is dangerous. Nobody wants to miss out on the next star. That's why Martial, Mbappe at the time, Jao Felix, you know, Haaland, is, even though he's good right now, people don't want to miss out on what guys could be. And I think everything happened very quickly for Martial. You know, Martial was playing catch-up. Barely scratched the surface at Lyon. Went to Monaco when they were doing their Galactico thing. Was a young star in and amongst them other guys. Barely played there, certified himself, went to Man United, where, again, it's Man United. Lo and behold, there's trials and tribulations. You look at Renato Sanchez. He was there for five minutes at Benfica or wherever he was. The Bayern Munich move came. Everything happened too quick. He needed to certify and, 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 and improve himself. And I think that's one thing. I think like 18, 19 people, gas players, and then they say they're finished at 23 and all of these things, which is not necessarily the case. So I think that did go against Renato Sanchez, you know, he... Things happened too quickly for him. Bayern Munich level came when he probably wasn't ready. When, you know, Swansea must have been a difficult place for him. It's kind of lonely around them sides. He weren't ready really and truly, you know. Martial's story is sad. Still remember, I genuinely believed in that Ballon d'Or clause. But this is the thing, you know, you're not wrong to believe in it. But, and it's not that Martial, any of these players haven't got potential. It's people don't want to, in football, people don't want to miss out on the next start. And I think for fans, fans gas it and then... We're saying not not necessarily you, but we're saying Martial Ballon d'Or clause. They're the first, which has, which has has been said for a lot of players. You know, people look at certain man like your damaged goods at twenty three, you know, at twenty two. 
you know, if people gas up your team, it's like Balogun, you know, man gassed him up, saw that he weren't ready, he's gone out on loan. If he's not quite the Balogun they projected at 21 or so, they're going to sit there and say a man's overrated and this, that and the third. And this is, you can't control that in football. You know, you can't control the narratives and things, but I do think potential is the craziest buzzword. People, everybody has potential. Some are going to hit heights, some are not. Even to the point where some players, in my opinion, hit their potential, do very well, and people still move the goalposts. So it's almost an impossible job. But for Renato, he had a good game. I think maybe he should, you know, he can get a movie here and link with AC Milan. I'm taking Jonathan David. I'm not going to kill you for not offering much against Chelsea or playing Rudiger, who had an off day, really. Christensen, Thiago Silva. And you listen, your team's just not going to be in the midfield race, midfield battle. So it's a long day. But I like David. Obviously, we've done awesome and watch. Latoro Martinez watch. Jonathan David watch. If it was just based on the last games we've seen, Osman needs to stay on side, but I've seen a bit more of what I like. I think if you could get him and Jonathan David in the squad, it'd be cool. Not going to lie, I'm a fan of Latoro Martinez, regardless of what people say. Oh, he can't play in the two. I know he's got double figures this season, but he's on a goal drought. For me, his best highlight in Serie A is probably, you know, is pro it is probably the fact that he spat at someone. You know, it's not really going well. After signing New Deal, they want to sell him. So for me, if you could get a Latoro Martinez... Obviously, that might have knock-on effects for what you're doing with other strikers, but it is what it is, really and truly, man. That's where I would be looking at. Obviously, where the other Champions League game was concerned, you know, if we did sign, well, my team have him in Juventus, but Vlahovic, you know, he took 30 seconds or a minute, basically, um, you know, to basically start to start bagging, you know, really and truly. Um, you know, he's taken 30 seconds to really get his Champions League career off and off, off and running. And he's doing quite well, really and truly. Obviously, Pereiro and, and Uno Emre said no. And it goes to the old lady or the Turin and things. It's going to be quite an interesting game, really and truly. So, yeah, man, it's going to be a, it's going to be a brazy one again. We've got Europa League on Thursday between Barcelona and Napoli. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to watch that because it's brazy. But yeah, it is what it is, man. Osman is my guy, but that looks unlikely. Again, Napoli, it's like dealing with Suge Knight, isn't it? You know you're not going to get a deal, really and truly. You know you're going to get a shake, really. We're going to have to make it. We're going to have to make it work. We're going to have to make it work. Why is it not? Oh, what's going on here? Been a hot minute since I've been here. Had family issues, but back now. First things first, I hope you're over your family problems. You know, I hope you and your family are doing all right, man. That's that's very shit to hear. Potential is a very subjective thing. Eagles, different teams and styles and developing years of players are vital. And if they don't fit the right squad, there's so many variables. People forget that, you know, football's career is not... You don't just go like that. Like, you don't just go... From from the minute you play, it just goes like that. There's setbacks, there's loss of form, there's managerial opinions and things. It's like even Trent Alexander-Arnold, for me, I love Trent. I think he's a baller, I think everything. But I'm keen to see one day Klopp's not going to be there. And the modern fullback will always be the modern fullback. But what happens when a, mid a manager wants to use you a different way or doesn't necessarily want spam crosses or creativity from wide areas? How are you going to adapt? How are you going to do different? What if he's a bit more demanding on, on Trent's defensive aspects to get it? So then there's many aspects, you know, Saka. There's going to be expectations. There's going to be a time you're not getting in the England squad. There's going to be a time they're calling for you to get dropped. There's going to be a time that you might lose your right wing spot and the next one comes in. Smith, they've kind of had to deal with that at Arsenal from that since the start of the season, in my opinion. Smith rolled the same, etc. etc. I know you've moved on a bit, but over the last 10 years, there's only three players on average per season with 20 plus goals. And what's that? Messi, Ronaldo, Messi, Ronaldo, probably Lewandowski, Abamian, they're there. But still, there's still players that are putting up decent numbers, and you need to find them. When we had Alexis Sanchez out wide decent numbers we're getting top four Abamian could not not return to Europe Champions League really for other factors but good numbers well, however difficult it is man need to find something you know you... Oh, Jamie Vardy Harry Kane what have they made the difference again we need to find one you need to find one you need to find one there's no way around it Arsenal need that until Arsenal do that it's a myth you know 
<laughs> Arsenal need that. Chelsea need that. Man. Goals at Liverpool, they would need it. If City didn't have everybody just making up the difference, they would need it. And we're not going to find, I don't, unless something dramatic happens, we're not going to find those goal scoring wingers. We're not littered with quality. So you need to find it. Again, only general play can only get you so far. You're only so good unless if you can't get 20 plus goals, all right, based on what you said, we'll drop it down to 15. But I still maintain 20. If you're not getting plus that or we're signing someone that ain't got the potential to get that, what are we doing, really and truly? By the way, I'm getting gassed by this shout. Save that for 11.30. Save Xiao Felix talk for 11.30, folks. We're going over to YouTube at 11.30, where we'll be specifically discussing Xiao Felix with the link with Rafina and all of that sort of stuff, people. Here's a link if you're missing it. Hit the like button. Oh, only one person's hit the like button. I'm fully Billy No Mates right now. Let me hit the like button on my own vid. What have you said? I never like to look at potential. I like to look at potential, but it's, you know, it's it, it, people, a lot of people that do the potential thing, I'll be real, they don't understand football. They don't know football. They're just making hot takes. They don't know what they're looking at. They're moving brazy, man. I mean, 15 plus, so then we might as well say 20 then. What's more than 15? You know, round it up by five. I'll drop it to 15, but if you're not getting 15 to 20, if you're not getting 20 league goals for me, you're only so good as a striker. And if we're not targeting someone we genuinely believe that can get that, that's a myth. I don't think we're getting Xiao Felix, but we can talk about it regardless, can't we? I never like to look at potential. I feel like it's judged on what we see week in, week out. Of course, age has to be taken into account, but too often we allow young players to get away with too much. It all depends. It all depends. I, don't, I wouldn't say, speaking for myself, I wouldn't say I allow a young player to get there with anything. But of course, you're going to have to adjust your expectations on someone that's been around in the game for a while versus someone else. The problem is you can't call someone the Messiah one week and then call him shit the next week. You know, and I think fans do that. I even think they do have experienced players like Lacazette. Not to defend Lacazette's mediocre taking of chances and his mediocre return, but and I'm not saying fans aren't right to be aggrieved with him not miss taking chances. But when we was on our, doing our unbeaten thing and we were scoring more healthy goes and stuff, no one said anything. And Lacazette's been doing this all season. He's been missing these chances. He's missed a penalty against Villa or whoever it was. You know, he missed a chance against Liverpool, missed a chance in his life. He's been missing chances. He's shown you what he is. He's shown us consistently throughout this time at Arsenal that general play, link-up play, you can overcompensate with that. But in terms of goals, you can't rely on me. And the same goes for other people. I genuinely think if a lot of you, if a lot of people took the opportunities to go and look at young players, to actually watch them over ninety minutes, they would think a lot differently. It's very, and I don't think clubs help them. I just think the, and I think a lot of these young players they gas it. Like I look at Balogun, his head defo was getting fat when fans were gassing him. Lo and behold, into the real world now. He did all right against United, but you was anonymous. You got subbed. Your team did better. You know, you played against Sunderland. Your bullshit that you do at twenty threes level didn't bang. I think Balogun's got potential, but this is the real world, man. I'll take 20 goal involvements, 14 goals, six assists would work. Yeah, but I need the rest to, to bring in goals, man. And I just feel while we've got a young and volatile squad where Saka, Smith, Rowe, Martinelli, they're learning to score goals. You know, they're not necessarily goal scorers. They ain't done it for years. I want some players that could potentially give me some confirmations. Like I know what I'm getting. I think people really underestimate how much of a luxury for for a manager it must be knowing that you've got a striker that's going to get a certain amount of goals and, you know, a keeper that you can rely on and all of these sort of things in which we're getting there, I think, as Arsenal players and fans. But I don't know if we're there yet, truthfully. It is what it is. I just want someone that wants to score goals, man. If Felix is going is going for 85, 100 goals, need to qualify, can't lie, he's a baller nonetheless. I mean, we're not getting Jao Felix. We'll save all of that for the next live stream. But still, don't forget, people, hella live streams. Over the fact, 23 goals. That's that's over 20. That's 20 plus. That's what we need. That's what we need. Lukaku is indeed finished at Chelsea. It's just not working. I won't say he's been set up to fail, but you've you set yourself up to fail. You could see it weren't going to work. And, and Lukaku's got a false sense of, of ability as well. Lukaku, I, I, listen, I can't tell you you're not messed in it because you're playing for Chelsea, you played for Inter Milan, played for Man United, played for your country, played for your country at big tournaments, you know, shown over the years, you you know, whatever you say, he typically is there for goal scoring. So I can't tell you anything. 
you are a top level, one of the best strikers in the world, technically. But I think you're a false sense of ability. I like it, but I think you generally are not humble in the sense of knowing where you are. I think he played, I think he plays the blame game. I think he doesn't, I think he needs to accept that he's a bully, bully man and score goals. I think he genuinely thinks he's at a level he's not. You know, I, I like to be careful with the ego language and things like that, but he genuinely behaves like he's doing his teammates and a club a favour, if I'm completely honest with you. And he's just incredibly frustrating. Smith Rowe is Ramsey replacement. I can't lie. We'll see, man. We need a striker with physical presence. Smith Rowe is levels above Ramsey, and Ramsey was really that guy before the injury. We need a I already said that. True, we need a striker that can bag five to eight goals minimum. We still ain't replaced Ramsey. No goals for Balogun at Borough. I mean, that's what you need to do. I'm not that obviously I want to see him score, but this is the real world, brother. This is the real world. This little academy things you do at 23's level, skilling man up. That's irrelevant. You know, this is the big level. People in the championship fighting for their lives. I expect, you know, I want to see you out of your comfort zone. If things come easy, if you're bad enough, you don't see your true level. This is the thing. I'm not saying you, but in general, people at all clubs will gas up young strikers and then be surprised when these young strikers have gone from 23's level into the senior level and struggled. Or a young defender, when he gets destroyed against an experienced centre centre mid, um, centre forward, sorry, you know, or a goalie that's young and whatnot, struggle. Look at De Gea. When De Gea first come to England, look how he's developed. You know, he was weak at set pieces. He get literally, the ball was getting bullied out of his hands. He patterned up. I remember Varane, you know, coming through at Real, at Real Madrid, you know, he had a couple of harsh reality checks. You know, you need all of that. You've seen, you've seen Hudson-Odoi kind of go through it. Sancho's gone through it as well after coming from Dortmund to, to England. Um, more so the young players. Again, Bergen's head's been gassed up. Fans gassing you. He needs to stay. He needs to start. He needs to do this. He needs to do that. You've signed a contract for 30, 40 bags. You're badding up 23's level. Of course, I'm not saying it's nothing to do with Bellingham, but you're going to have a false sense of your ability. This is why I like when you're out of your depth, when he started this start, the, I swear he played in the first two games or so in the season, Bellingham. I might be capping. I'm sure he played against Brentford and got minutes against Chelsea. I might be capping on that one there, people. But he there, Sunderland struggled. You know, anytime he's really struggled, I'm not gonna lie, he did all right against Man United for Borough, but he come off the bench. I came up, went off, he went on the he went off and someone else came on. They look better. This is what man have to do. This is the harsh reality. You know, you need to show that you can do it and then show that you can do it for 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 10 games for 20 games for a whole season if you've scored if you if he walked away with 20 league goals in the championship I'd be amazed but the next step is boy can you do it again in the championship can you do it in the prem can you do it elsewhere can you do whatever and also it's about what you offer so Balogun's developing you know from the comments I read Chris Wilder's liking what he's doing but yeah man you know playing catch up in my opinion should have went on loan last season but obviously his contract stuff, he was never going to hit a loan, really. At the time, we're trying to get him to renew a deal. Should have went on loan in the summer. I get why he stayed around and stuff. He wanted to try to force his way in. You know, we didn't know what he was doing with the strikers. But I, I just I just think that I, I, Balogun as well. I think Balogun thinks he's, he's there with Smith Rowe and the man there now. I don't think he's there. I, I, you know, I like that you're aspiring. But I said, once you get past the, the fancy presentations of a renewing a deal, the fans gassing you, you know, you healthy new contract, your new squad number, bro. You was never gonna play first team football for Arsenal Football Club like that. And rightly so. Go out and loan, do your thing. You know, then in the summer, we'll see. Are you ready for now? Or are you ready to go on loan again? I actually somewhat like the fact that he's on loan because it's, it's sometimes I feel when you're at these big clubs, it's unhealthy. Every week you're either a messiah or you're a villain. If he scored the if he back come off the bench and bags the winner, he's the guy. If he misses a one-on-one -on -one and we go on and lose or the other team go up and score, then you're a villain. And likewise, again, all I would say is, you know, for me, at least you come back in August or whatever for pre-season, you know exactly what you need to work on. 23's level, there's an issue. Fans fans are going to gas everyone. Fans of all clubs will gas all players, everybody. And a lot of them don't watch ball, but a lot of it's not their job to, and it's something that you can't change in it, so... It is what it is. And the thing is, a lot of fans like to be high and right. No one likes to, you know, everyone likes to be, oh, I predicted he'd be the guy. A lot of people don't fuck understand what they're talking about when it comes to youth football, if I'm honest with you. Nelson's rubbed I'm sorry. I still think he's got a future, but we need to probably, you know, he's 23 in the summer, in, in December. Needs to go somewhere where he can play and settle down roots, if I'm honest with you. I was really hoping Pepe would be a, would be a Mane region. How wrong was I? Respectfully, when we signed Pepe, I knew what time it was. I th thought we would have seen a lot more. 
and still think there's a player of somewhat in him. But I knew we weren't going to get a talisman in that because anyone that was watching the French League, you knew the football IQ weren't quite there yet. You know he's really only done it for 18 months to two years, really, where he's been playing to a higher level. So, And there was still a lot of development. Like the man's own dad come out. I can't find the comments, but he come out and said what Pepe needs to do to be a success at Arsenal and, and things like that. I'd rather keep Pepe than Nelson. You know, but with Pepe's contract, 2024, I think Pepe, I see more in Pepe than I do in Nelson at this moment. That Cody brother, I like what he does. But yeah, man, harsh reality. I mean, I'd rather you struggling to score goals than you're scoring a thousand goals at 23's level and things when you against the same players that you're faster than, stronger than, you've been bullying them for years. It's dead. You know, for Balogun, you're playing grown men with pride on the line. Certain man, if they, you know, there's repercussions. Under 23s, there's not necessarily repercussions for winning and losing collectively on the team and maybe for your personal situation. And you see how the reality is, you know, and what I like is because Borough fans, obviously, they will know he's young and all these things, but they're not going to care. They're just going to see Arsenal strike up. Oh, we need to do what we're doing in the Championship. Can you do the job? And I think that's a harsh reality of some, I think some fans, some players need to see, especially when you've been at certain clubs, the Arsenal's, the United's, where everything's, you know, you're treated like a god, everything's done for you, you know, you're playing a certain sort of system, nine times out of ten, you're bullying teams, you know, it's the harsh reality, and that's why I think Chelsea do a good job, they prepare you, well, even from eight years of age, they prepare you, I'd say Chelsea do it differently, To for, obviously, they're not preparing an eight-year-old to go on loan, but the way they prepare eight-year-olds even is different, isn't it? The way Chelsea prepare their footballers, you know, is there any coincidence? Reese James, just forget the mentality aspect. Reese James, Mount, Tammy, they all don't doing all right because they've all been on loan, you know, so, you know, and it's all different testing loans. I remember Tammy at Swansea, he was shit. You know, I remember better loan spells at Aston Villa at Bristol, but um He's a striker that's obviously got something on his CV, but also at the same time, those trials and tribulations, you're going to go through tough and good moments. Look, you know, I keep saying the same three names. We could say four if we include a winger. Mohamed Salah, Jamie Vardy, Harry Kane, Abamian. Where were these guys at 22 years of age? Some of them were good. Some of them were rubbed. You know, it's only in the last, well, I'd say only in the last I still call Salah a one-season wonder, as some would say. But Salah had to certify himself. He had to go. He was starting to show stuff at Chelsea. He went Italy for a couple of years. Now, look, Vardy's had to be on the cusp of things. Kane's been there forever. He's been on enough loans. Aubameyang was rubbed. For time, Aubameyang was rubbed. And then the penny dropped. I'm not saying everyone's going to go and do that. I'm just saying you need to... Certain certain people develop at different rates. Certain pennies drop elsewhere. Certain guys need to buck up with certain managers. There's Like I said at the start of this... It's never a straightforward trajectory thing. A career just don't go like that. Think about your professional lives. You lot's career don't just go like that. You don't just leave school, go uni or college or whatever, and you just get a job. You might fail it. God forbid, you might fail a test. You might get, God forbid as well. I don't want anyone to fail. Don't want anyone, you know, more life, more, more job applications, being successful with that. But you might get rejected for a job application. You might try and get some special something, some scholarship, and you don't get it one year. It's never like that. It's never just like that in life, is it really and truly? There's hardship, there's things you need to overcome. And for me, as I said, if I once you get to I wouldn't say you need to look at the age thing, but you know, once for me, if I get to 19, if I was a baller of a certain standard, I'm not really trying to play 23s football longer than I can. Because you do see people playing catch-up, you know. You look at Reese Nelson, you look at Rachel Willock, you look at Eddie and Ketia. You look at half of them, even to a degree, Smith Rowe until the loan at Huddersfield, you know, they're playing catch up because they ain't been exposed like that for whatever reason. It's not always the club. These lot, the, the names I've said, haven't tried to go on loan nine times out of ten. Even last year, Smith Rowe, I mean, not Smith Rowe, Nelson was told by, by, by Arteta, yo, it's a loan thing, my guy. He didn't want to go. Lo and behold, I can't be surprised when you've kind of wasted your season. If the gaffer is telling you one thing, it is what it is. Hey, this is becoming an Arsenal-centric live stream, ain't it? Bloody hell, I'm not complaining. But, like, yeah, man, big up you lot regardless, though, man. But, yeah, in relation to Lukaku, boy, it don't look good, innit? But, you know, I don't I don't like... I don't, I'm not a fan of when the camera is consistently panning to someone consistently. Obviously, you're going to look vexed. You're going to look happy. You're going to look sad. But he looked vexed, you know? I guess he just has to come off the bench with a point to prove. And you should be all right under Thomas Tuchel, really.
I mean, I think Pepe is just it's just Pepe's decision making, really. I wouldn't be against us bringing in Ivan Tony. I mean, it's the peas, though, man. It's the peas, man. It's the peas. Raw man put slick shit in 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 the same category as Vlahovic and Haaland. Ooh. Don't know about that one. Pepe can do it in France, but premise about efficiency. I mean, I don't, I don't agree with the right hand side of Arsenal's lockdown. Who is there? Saka's just got the freedom to the city, and as much as I love Saka, is that we've seen how dangerous it is. I wouldn't say it's stopped up, really. But fair enough, fair enough. And the thing is, the good, the, I'd say the one good thing about the Pepe thing is it's not for, it's not seventy two million up front. You know, I want, I would love for Arsenal to tell us how many variables he's hit, so how much we've actually paid. Man, there must have been peas in there for winning trophies and shit like that. But boy, wait, wait, wait. Like I said, people, at seven thirty today, I'm gonna be obviously doing a, a live stream for Atletico Madrid, Manchester United. Make sure you're there. Obviously, that should be a good game, if I'm honest with you. I can't lie. Apparently, there's rumours that uh, Luis Suarez apologies will be dropped um, and they, and Atletico are going with a back five. So, we'll have, we'll, have to, we'll have to see what's going on in that regard. I'm not expecting too much goals. Saying that, you know, I think it's going to be a stink fest. So, saying that, because I've put this energy into the, into the world, we're probably going to see early goals. I think it's destined for Cristiano Ronaldo to score, being, you know, Atletico Madrid, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, Simeone's been full of, we'll get into that. Let's put that over there. Simeone's been full of praise for Manchester United. Where else? There was an interesting statistic. Where is it, man? You know, again, apparently, if, you know, one thing that could help Man United is the fact that there's no away goals. I only say that because when you look at, you know, Atletico Madrid, Atletico Madrid are likely to suffer more than anyone else from the abolition, abolishment, Sorry, abolishment of the away goal rule. It was the core of their strategy. Allegedly, they kept 11 clean sheets in 13 home knockout ties since Simeone took over. So they're probably going to have to be a bit more expansive. I can't lie, for Atletico, it does look like the end of the cycle. It does look like things need to change or either be freshened up. I won't say it's quite the same as Leicester, but it just feels a bit like that. Like something's got to change. You either got to give the manager something to replenish the squad or try something a bit different. Either way, it don't look good. Really, I mean, in terms of game management, IQ, probably all singing under the same hymn sheet and togetherness, I'd probably say that's all in Atletico Madrid's favour. By the end of the day, this is the Champions League. You're playing for Man United. There should be no excuses for anything, people. And you've got to give yourself half a chance going into the second leg, really and truly. I'll be watching Benfica Ajax. For the hipsters, that's the game, in it. But I thought, you know what, let's do this thing. My morning's been great, man. All signs point to an awful game. It's looking like such. A game between two dead teams. <laughs> I think United nick it. Wait, Benfica. Do you know what? Watch Benfica Ajax is gonna be is gonna be thingy. This is gonna be the lit one. Obviously, you've got Burnley and versus Spurs as well, where we hope Burnley can do a job. We hope Spurs' normal service can be resumed. In you know they can get back to losing and and whatnot. I did read Martinelli's comments. Anthony Watch could be good, but yeah, man, you know what? I'm gonna do the Cristiano Ronaldo thing. I can bet on you lot to give you know to keep me to keep me company and most importantly keep me updated. Um, quickly before we carry on, you are right. There is Premier League action. I want to see if there's anything other than just Burnley. Well, I think you've got Liverpool playing today. I'm sure Liverpool are playing. You've got Liverpool Leeds. You've got you've got Liverpool Leeds. You've got Watford Crystal Palace. You've got Burnley Spurs now. Burnley. Fresh off of a great victory against Brighton. I hope you can make it difficult for Spurs. I think Spurs are going to win. I think it's not going to be easy. I think it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be wet, windy, all that sort of stuff. But I think they'll get away with it, really. Bro, Felix is going United, if anything, man. The Portuguese contingent will say now. Back to the Premier League quickly. You've got Burnley Spurs. I'd back Spurs to win, unfortunately. But I hope Burnley can do it. Watford Palace. I mean, you hope Vieira's men can get back to winning ways. Watford need to win or, you know, they're, they're going down anyways. And you've got Liverpool against Leeds now. If Le Liverpool win, I'm sure Pep is hoping Bielsa does him a favour because if Liverpool win, as you know, they're only three points off, off 
off um off off Manchester City where the league's concerned, then it's basically two cup finals for Liverpool. You know, I'm sure they want to batter Leeds and just get three points and doing what they're doing. As we know, on the weekend is Chelsea against Liverpool and whatnot. And you know, Liverpool have had one less day rest with, against Chelsea. I know Chelsea have had some injuries and whatnot or some potential knocks, but we're gonna have to see. Palace have been in poor form. To be fair, when you look at their games, has their form ever been that good? Really, really and truly? Has it ever been quite where the narrative is? It's a bit like when Spurs weren't losing under Conte. The narrative was very different, um, really. So, yeah, you've got Liverpool Leeds, you've got Watford Palace, you've got Burnley Spurs. Obviously, on Thursday, Arsenal play Wolves, where we I'll be doing a watch-along. Pardon me. So it's due to be in, it's due to be interesting, people. If we go back over to the Champions League, as I said, you've got Benfica, Ajax, where we could have Darwin Nunes watch, Anthony watch, Gravin Betch watch, who's going to probably leave Ajax in the summer. Bayern Munich, the most heavily linked with with him. Who knows? There could be a surprise in that regard. You know, if I was United, one way to a please fans could be Pogba leaving on a free, if that is to be the case, and bringing in Ryan Gravin Betch, really and truly. You know, Jao Felix and Gravin Betch could be two decent signings for them. Um, so yeah, it is what it is, man. I hope the Champions League is lit and whatnot. Simeone's been gassing up Man United. He said Man United is one of the best teams in world football. Technically, they are. Simeone believes Manchester United are one of the best teams in the world right now. With Atletico, with the Atletico manager saying it's difficult to find weaknesses in Ralph Rangnick's side. I mean, you just got to listen to House and who then or your analytical team is shit. I think he's he, he's being a. I, I, why is it not letting the comments come up? Halia, watch, you're right. We ain't getting no Felix, man. Gravin Betch would be a signing, though. Mind games, 100%. Felix going to have a stinker today. Probably not the first time. Didn't he have one against Liverpool? Didn't do the, Didn't have the best of performances, per se, I guess. Bad energy. But then again, United fans, I understand it. What's going on here? Sorry, folks. Oh, we're back. Sorry, a bit of a freezing day. So, yeah, he went on to say, we are facing one of the best teams in the world in the last 14 games, if I'm not mistaken. They lost just one with the new manager, Ralph Ranić. It's giving the team solidarity, teamwork and commitment. Can't really deny anything he's just said there, really. Griezmann back. He could, you know, I just want to see Suarez, but there's rumours Suarez on the bench. Um, we can see what United was always like. They've evolved since the new manager arrived. They're already fourth in the league. It's an intense, dynamic, very brave, with very good forwards, very good footballers overall, and who try to make a huge effort to try and unite the huge challenge they have in 11 players. It's going to be a very difficult game, as every Champions League game is, but we have a lot of anticipation to play in our stadium in front of our fans, and we're lucky to play in the last 16 at home because we couldn't play that and we couldn't do that last year. The team is much more compact, it's stronger. They have solidarity at the back. They're a very physical team with central defenders in the midfield they've got. They're really strong and it's really, really difficult to find vulnerabilities there. I always assess the virtues of our rivals, but of course we will try to find a way through and hurt them and try to find our way to go if you like. Crazy. Brazy, brazy, brazy. And obviously, I'm not going to go over them, but Fred and Fred and, and Bruno have kind of hit out over the, the, you know, the speculation coming out over Man United, dressing room on rest, etc., etc. They've kind of quashed that really and truly. I, I mean, any United fans, I'd implore you lot to look, go and read Fred's comments. I think he was very honest on losing to Villarreal in the, in the cup. I think he was very honest on himself about some people like me, some people hate me. Just quite, it was quite honest. Like it was, it's refreshing to kind of see honesty. I think Fred, whatever he said about him, I think he was quite honest in in how he in how he was going on. In fact, Fred's comments are kind of here, people. Um, the the main part for me was was really the the just the self awareness. He said every player that comes to this club wants to win titles. We want to win trophies, but it's been a long drought. With all due respect to Villarreal, it was our job to win that Europa League final, and we failed. It's about having better football planning at the club. If you don't want to win titles, you don't deserve to play for Manchester United. We're still in the Champions League, but let's see if we arrive better on next season to find our peak football. So yeah, man, I, I think it was quite honest from Fred. Liverpool going back to the Leeds game, people. Klopp said if we aren't in the game, Leeds Leeds will eat you, which is true. Any place of complacency you're in problems we all know Leeds might be very naive defensively but in terms of entertainment and giving you a heart attack across 90 minutes they do that 
Leeds man mark all over the field, so you're not in the game, then Leeds will eat you. They are leading in three decisive running Premier League stats. You have to be ready for those runs. They never give up on top of that. Some spectacular results in both directions. Leeds fight to stay in this league and they've never really given up. So we have to make sure we cannot help tomorrow. We have a lot of work to do. I hope that we as a unit with our supporters are difficult to beat. If we are, we have a chance to win. We need to make sure we are really on it to give everything. If we're not ready for a fight, we will suffer. And obviously Klopp said in relation to finding out that City lost. The truth is I was on my way home at 2-1 Spurs. Then I arrived at home and didn't follow it. I was sure City would equalise. We went out and the driver was very excited. 2-2, two, two, then 3-2. He told me Spurs had won. Oh my was my reaction. We need and nothing has really changed. We need to win. And again, you know, Liverpool could have a great weekend. They could celebrate at the end with, with a trophy, where I hope they do, because they're playing the Spuds. I mean, they're playing the scum in Spurs. I mean, not in Spurs, in Chelsea. I mean, can I get them mixed up? They're both ups. Um, and yeah, they're obviously playing, they're playing Leeds to In one thing I've learned is it doesn't work for me to have two or three games in my mind. We try everything for this game. We didn't make Norwich changes. For Leeds or the final, we needed to rest some exactly how we do it. We expect that City will win their games. We play them once. That's one we definitely want to win. This game, Leeds, has nothing, nothing has changed. We cannot win everything in just one game. We have to try and win a very difficult Premier League game. We saw all the faces of Leeds on Sunday. No, no chance for tomorrow. Who is he who's he talking about? He spoke speaking about Firmino and Jota. No chance for tomorrow. Sunday, we will see. It will be easier for me to say no now, but they are pushing, not for the pitch for training which is not a good sign we'll make a decision this week which is a madness i love the way pep and Klopp both play mind games trust i like the way i can't lie i like the way how when both lose they sit there and go well you know the other team just sat back it's almost like you don't have two of the best teams in the league and they you expect people to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them it's not making sense i reckon the athletic board have had have have told simeone to play more attractive football it's the only way i can make sense of their bad form I mean, to be honest, I just think it's been clocked, really. You know, I don't think it's really evolved. If we look at some other news, people, again, not to get all geopolitical, but the PM misspoke over Roman Abramovich's sanction claim. Now, as you know, with relation to what's happening between Russia and Ukraine and the knock-on effects, the Champions League final is probably not going to be played in Russia and is going to be played elsewhere. Wembley and Tottenham Hotspur Stadium have been muted as venues, um, to my knowledge. Boris Johnson misspoke when he claimed Chelsea football Um, the PM said that Roman has been sanctioned. As I understand, that has not happened. I'm sure the Prime Minister was completely inadvertent in giving a false indication, whatever that means, smart lads. But it would be very helpful if the Prime Minister would correct the record. These are important moments of fact. As you know, you know, Roman Abramovich made his fortune in oil and gas. Actually described his father and son with Vladimir Putin people, as well as a lot of uh what's the word property in the uk and things which it, it could become brazy in 2021 the businessman spokesperson confirmed he traveled to london as the kingdom without the need for a visa abramovich had held a tier one investor visa a type of document designed to encourage very rich people from outside the eu to invest in the uk to apply the individual must be prepared to invest at least two million in the country within the first three months of arising arriving apparently these visas were scrapped last week as tensions between russia and ukraine and the knock-on effects for for england which are part of nato which nine times out of ten means you've got to kind of get involved is a madness Ooh. lock me up in jail or something i'm not fighting definitely not fighting for for a land where people would tell me go back to my home like i wasn't born, born here what is it muhammad ali said probably did but no ukrainian or russian done called me a, mm, they probably did but still regardless moving away from all of that though big up the usa women's team apparently there's been an equal pay settlement reached with the us with us soccer in a deal which will see terms match men's players which is good for the women them shout out to them 
obviously, just as I said with the Champions League, UEFA are under pressure to move the game from St. Petersburg due to the Ukraine slash Russia tension, people. Boris Johnson says Russia has no chance of hosting football tournaments as well, people. Um, the final is due to be played on the 28th. The location is still under review. Apparently, UEFA are confident it would be able to change the venue. Well, literally, you need to. Or you can see how this goes south, people. Um, Really and truly, we all know tensions between Russia and Ukraine are rising after Russian President Vladimir Putin recognised the independence of two breakaway regions, while Ukraine is considering breaking off diplomatic ties with their neighbour. No chance Russia can hold football tournaments, says Boris Johnson. There's no chance you should be able to hold on to the to the seat that you currently own. I mean, never in life, you know, doubt that you can be mediocre and hold positions. You know, Boris Johnson, you are you actually a comedian, really? Johnson, man, and your whole set, really and truly. I don't even want to hear what you had to say, man, because I just don't like you, really and truly. I mean, we've spoken about Bruno. I don't care enough to read that. De Gea said, I don't see myself away from Manchester United. I think we spoke about it yesterday. Why is there so much this up? Obviously, in relation to Chelsea, they've suffered a double injury blow as uh, Kovacic and Hakim Ziyech both hobbled off. You know, Ziyech, who's finding his form, Kovacic, who's a bloody good footballer. You know, this probably overshadows the 2-0 victory, people. Um, I want to see exactly what Tuchel has said. I should have subbed Mateo at half-time. I have not spoken to the doctor about Hakim and hope it is not serious. Today is Tuesday. There are a lot of days to recover until Sunday. I hope they'll be ready. And I think one luxury to Chelsea is that obviously they've got an extra day's rest. They haven't got two, well, they have two games this week, but they've got an extra day's rest. And I would say there is importance because it's Lille. But again, Liverpool, it feels like it's a must win, definitely where the final's concerned, but kind of a must win against Leeds. I don't, and you have to be at your maximum. I don't think Chelsea, prior to the game and obviously during the game and on reflection after the game, had to be anything near their best to get anything off Leo. They they were going to do that. Leo are not even the Leo they used to be of last year. So it was... Every second game, we do substitutions only because of injuries, not because of tactical reasons. It follows us. It was another clean sheet and a well-deserved clean sheet. It was hard work to not allow chances to a strong team. It was a bit up and down, some very good moments, some weaker moments, some unforced errors, but we never gave big chances away. Uh, scrolling all the way down, I want to see what he said about Lukaku. It was not the moment after the Crystal Palace match to focus on the few touches he had. It was the moment to take a step back. But you can clearly see we had a strong performance. It was a tough match. And every question is almost about Romeo. There were nine other players who didn't play and it's a team game. There's a squad. Fair enough. This was the decision for today. Then we have four days to rest and recover and decide the team for Sunday. So, yeah, it's looking, it's looking brazy, really. Troy Deeney has launched a campaign to broaden diversity within the national curriculum. I mean, they're never going to, you know, Troy, they're never going to teach this country's children and, for, and, and future generations the atrocities that their ancestors, comp uh, um, you know, co um, co committed. They will always pick white guilt over black truth. You know, they're never going to do that. They're never going to tell it in the right way. You know, you look at who controls the media, who controls the education, who controls a lot of governing bodies, much like in football, things aren't going to happen. So I'd love to see that be the case, Tradini, and I'd love to see that you're on that part. That's where it stops, really. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. We've already spoken about that. Harry Kane apparently is fit to play Burnley. Again, his manager said even if he's got one leg. I think Harry Kane's been talking about catching Alan Shearer's record as well, people. He sets his sights on Shearer's record. You know, maybe he's given up on collective trophies and just at 28 years of age with 173 goals to 267 appearances concedes. You know what? It's an individual thing. I'm just going to do up Golden Boot and things like this. I think it's there to be done. Obviously, it's still 90-odd goals to get and you've taken the season off. But it's definitely an aim to try and reach it. Obviously, I still feel like I've got... Shearer was an incredible striker, incredible number nine. So to even get close now is great, but for sure, it's definitely something that I want to try and achieve. Kane's performance at City, one of the best of the season. Yeah, it is, but I mean, fucking hell, man. I've seen Spurs journalists come out and say he's one of the best of Premier League ever. I mean, for Spurs, probably. But I'm not too sure about the rest. I don't know what any of this is. If we start to look at some transfer rumours, people, again... One sec, before we carry on with the transfer rumours, let's cut up some of these 
Yeah, that would be 58, really, wouldn't it? Let's make some timestamps when this goes on to YouTube and that. Always caring about you guys. I am always caring about you guys. Uh, when we get into it, again, West Ham have increased Declan Rice's valuation to 120 million. So they're just pricing him out of a move. West Ham have bumped up the price, as I said, to 120 million. Roma unwilling to permanently sign Aisley Maitland Niles. Crystal Palace face a fight to keep Elise this summer. Elise this summer. We all know Raheem rejected. The Sunderland move over a lack of contract. Brendan Rodgers still has the backing of his club's boardroom despite poor form. Shelby and Shaw are close to signing new deals at Newcastle. We already know Real Madrid and PSG are fighting for, for Pochettino. This feels like it's old. Liverpool and Man City are out of the running to sign Kylian Mbappe. Okay. Gab Jesus is of interest to Inter Milan. And Arsenal and Newcastle face competition from Borussia Dortmund if they hope to sign Jonathan David. Bit of an overkill. Let's see what's going on here, people. In hearing about that, you know, shout the secret scout. His latest tweet was if Rüdiger is going to stay, Christensen and Aspilicueta are going to keep it moving. Nottingham Forest are in talks over Bren Brennan Johnson. For me, he probably will get his move. He had a good game against us. If Manchester United wish to sign in Konku, they'll have to sign him for 62 million quid or 75 million euros, says Goal.com. Arsenal and Chelsea are chasing Palace's Elise. For me, I would say it makes sense to stay. You know, you haven't really... You ain't started 10 games for them. You've not played week in, week out. You're doing well, but you're still developing. You'd, be, you'd get more wages and whatnot. But I think it's best for you to just keep developing at Palace, growing in importance, and then the move will come. Really and really and truly. Real Madrid are targeting Churam. He's doing all right over there um, at his current employers, really, after leaving. I'm sure he left Monaco for a free transfer. The ball is open to a move to Barcelona. As you know, he's a free agent. You know, one left-footed Argentine out, another one in could be that. Sanchez talks progress. Talks in, pro in progress for Renato Sanchez to AC Milan. The midfielder has rejected Leo's bid to extend the contract and has given his availability. Apparently, they want to sign him for 15 to 18 million euros. Liverpool will, will move for Latoro Martinez. This says Arsenal to offer Arteta a new contract. Inter Milan looking at Jesus, as we've just said. So that brings an end to that. What is all of this? I mean, Trippier wasn't expected to leave for Newcastle. How? Because he was either going to join Man United or something. You know, he was always leaving. I mean, in relation to Lukaku, I don't think we saw these comments. I felt he was a little bit tired. He looked exhausted. And you have to consider that he played a lot. I mean, Tukwa, shout out to you. Good, get good man management to protect your player. But you know you're capping. Half of the players you're saying played in it. We had extra time in the club, World Club final. A lot of travelling recently and it was not easy for him against Palace. This wasn't his best performance, so maybe it's a little bit easier for him to come from the bench tonight and turn things around if we need him. Good man management, but I mean, I, sus I suspect and I smell an unbelievable amount of cappuccino within that. If I guess... Folks, just making the timestamps. Don't forget content, 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 and more content. We go live at 11 30, but more or less straight after this, people. So make sure you're there for that one. As you know, Man United play later. That's over on YouTube. As much as I, I, I big up everyone who's at my watch along yesterday, we had a good watch along over there on, on, on Twitch. Well, here on Twitch, and I hope that can be the first of many, and there'll be a lot more. Check your schedules, people. And then, obviously, at 4.30, I'm going to play Football Manager on Twitch to so set your reminders, man. The squad is missing a prime Alexis. Oh, Lord, if we had Sanchez right now, you're right. I don't know what I'm going for any of that, man. See, I like that Tradini fellow. You know what's going to come, man. You know what's going to come. If he comes OT, he reaches that goal. Fair enough. Not even going to do it. Because we have a young squad, they're just throwing any room on young players towards Arsenal. True. DG, you think Chelsea should buy Martinez to unlock unlock Lukaku? Why not, man? It might be something that helps them. They might need something. Why not? Leo got pushed over. They knew they weren't winning. Exactly. They knew they were getting bullied, man. They knew in their hearts they were getting ripped. And that's okay. You know, that's okay. 
which again, Chelsea knew they didn't have to be at their best. And that's why if I was too could be a bit vexed because you could have put some real daylight between the two sides, but it wasn't meant to be. I don't mind spending that on Nkonka. You've done a lot worse, man. You know, you bought Paul Pogba back and now you're going to let him go for free. You spent 50 on Wamba Sacco. You spent, you know, bought Eric Bailly and told us he's better than Van Dijk, you know. Done a lot of dumb stuff. So, yeah, you know, I could definitely do a lot worse. I had to, man. It was too easy. On that note, though, I'm conscious of time, people. In the next 25 minutes, I'm going to be live. So, yeah, we spoke about the Champions League. We spoke about popular talking points. We previewed certain Premier League aspects. And, yeah, man, we spoke about some other talking points. As usual, it's been fantastic to be here on Twitch, as it always is, people. I won't be live at 10 a.m. tomorrow on Thursday, and I won't be on Rancy stream either. And I don't think I'll be able to do my 11.30 Arsenal live stream. I think, if anything, you might get something in the evening and you definitely get the Arsenal versus Wolves only because you lot can't see behind me. But there's a window and I'm getting a new window put in. Naturally, obviously, if the window's getting taken up, it's, it's a it's, it's a brazy one. Always catching shit. You got to, man, because you said, you know, is you sent for us for no reason. I thought I might as well change it, man. Obviously, it's been a it's been a good stream for me. It's been even better when I consider the support base you guys give me. So yeah, I hope it continues. Make sure you're checking your schedules and you're setting your reminders across YouTube and, and Twitch. I'm gonna get a coffee, some green tea, and something to eat quickly, and then I'm back again, people. So yeah, I'm out. Like I said, pardon me. We're here at 10 a.m. 11:30. The next times, if you're not gonna do anything, 11:30, 4:30, 7:30. The next two streams, well. Sandwiched in between them will be Twitch. The next are on YouTube. So, yeah, man, make sure you're following, subscribing, especially if you've got Amazon Prime. Peace.